0: Hey, y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. If you're just tuning in, you are joining me and my other friends for a series over the book of Proverbs, and this will be our fourth week. Uh, The first week, we did a little introduction, kind of an overview of the entire book, and then the second week, we did... We studied the first three chapters, and it talked about how wisdom calls out to us. Last week, we did the next two chap- uh, next three chapters, excuse me, chapters four, five, and six, where we talked about how we can get wisdom and how we can get understanding. Today, we're going to jump right in to the next three chapters, chapters seven, eight, and nine, and so we hope at the end of this episode, we'll all feel like we have a little bit better grasp on what these three chapters are talking about. So have you ever been invited to a party or some type of social gathering and you knew immediately this was probably not a party that you should go to? I think we've all been there. I think we have all had that thought and maybe out of a concern of hurting their feelings or not wanting to be left out of the fun, we said yes. We accepted the invitation, and we said yes, we will go to this party knowing 100% that we did not need to be there. But then there's these other parties, perhaps an invitation that we received, that we knew this was a party we had to be at. There was going to be nothing shady going on. It was all going to be a great time of you know the 3 Fs food fun and fellowship as we say in the Baptist church but you knew it was a party that you would go to you'd make some great memories you'd hang out with some cool friends and so you accepted that that's kind of what these three chapters are going to be talking about we not we won't quite get there until chapter 9 but chapter 7 and 8 are going to kind of be leading us up to those two things, uh, those two parties. So at the end of this episode in chapter nine, we're going to have invitations to either a party that we need to say yes to and accept the invitation versus a party that we need to steer clear of with our entire lives. So let's jump right in to Proverbs chapter seven with all of that in mind. So, not going to, of course, uh, there's no way we could read all of these verses. But if you look in the first first several verses, primarily verses four and five, you're going to see that there's this family dynamic here when it comes to wisdom. That wisdom is like a sister, and understanding is like a kinsman. So what is it about family that makes them family? Is they are close to us in proximity? And they're also close to us in, in nature, that we have the same genetic makeup. We have the same, quote, blood running through our veins. That's what makes family, family. You also have these shared experiences, these bonding memories that tie you together with family. And this is how wisdom is portrayed here in verses four and five you are my sister, and call understanding your kinsman. And why is, is that that we do that? Because they offer protection for us. You know, when I was growing up, you know, my sisters could mess with me, but if anybody tried to, anybody other than my sisters tried to mess with me, my sisters stepped in and were protection for me. You know, I've heard Brian say that about his brothers. If something that him and his brothers could get into a fight, but if anybody tried to fight one of his brothers, he was stepping up and he was gonna offer protection. And that's what wisdom and understanding does for us. And it protects us against the adulteress. And we've already talked about last week how adultery, yes, it is the actual act of adultery, the physical act of adultery, but we can also equate adultery in a spiritual sense, as sin. And so wisdom protects us from that. So if you look on further in verses 6 through 9, it talks about the simple. Verse 7 says, I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men a youth who lacked judgment. Interesting. The word simple here means open-minded. So the simple could either follow in one direction. It's almost like we get to a fork in the road, and on one side is the way of wisdom, and on the other side is the way of folly. And so when a simple person has an open mind, that almost means that they are aimless with no direction or purpose. And in verse seven, this word simple actually means someone who is easily enticed. And what does it say that he was doing? He was going down the street near her, the adulterous corner, walking along in the direction of her house at twilight as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. So this person who is aimless with no direction or purpose, this person, this young man who is easily enticed, he really is at the wrong place at the wrong time. He really shouldn't be going down in this direction but if he has no direction he hasn't he's just aimlessly walking then he's going to run into the adulteress so notice here that he is in proximity to her he finds himself in a place to be enticed and the timing is that twilight this is a time of concealment darkness does not allow us to see what is really going on not like being in the light does so for us in a spiritual standpoint we need to be aware of our spiritual proximity to sin and also the spiritual timing of where we place ourselves near sin is it a season where we're vulnerable is it a season where there's some darkness surrounding us and we're looking we're aimless with no purpose no direction not necessarily looking at a place where God's going to shine his light. So be aware of that, your spiritual proximity and the timing of what's going on in your life. So the adulteress, we don't know much about this woman, except in verse 10, it tells us that she is dressed like a harlot. Some translations even say like a prostitute or she has the appearance of this type of person. Now, I am not a fan of clowns. I'll just go on and tell you. They scare me. Um, I think they're weird. (laughs) I was often referred to as a clown as a child because I had red hair and it was a tad frizzy back then. So I don't like clowns. So if I see someone walking towards me dressed up like a clown, I'm gonna assume that he or she is a clown. The same goes here. If this person is dressed like a harlot, like a prostitute, we can only make the natural assumption that that's what she is, okay? It's interesting too how she's described crafty, loud, defiant, lurking, brazen, persuasive, seductive and smooth. These are all words that describe the adulteress in verses 10 through 21. What's interesting in verse 22 is the words all at once. And I thought, really? I argue that the action of following this adulteress for this young man may have been all at once, but it all started in verse seven. When when this simple person had no aim, and found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Verse 22 and 23 says, All at once he followed her, like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose, till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. With this in mind, Solomon instructs his sons to again listen to him Pay attention to what he says, and do not let your heart turn. Because you know what? This is not the adulteress' first time. She has other victims. Verse 26 describes them as many that she has brought down, a throng that she has slain. Don't be another one of her victims. Okay, let's move on to chapter 8 very quickly. On the flip side, we see that chapter eight describes wisdom, a better lady. She is present where she can be seen. She's not lurking in the shadows. Wisdom is available to all, verse four tells us. Wisdom is described in these, this chapter as right and true, just and faultless. This is very much in severe contrast to the adulteress. And how she's described in chapter 7. Verses 12 through 21 talk about the fruit of wisdom. There's not much fruit described in the adulteress. All that is there from her is death and destruction. But wisdom has much fruit. Go and check those out. Verses 12 through 21. Wisdom is not a new concept. Verses 22 through 31 tell us. That wisdom was at creation, working with the creator. In verses 32 through 35, we are encouraged to, quote, listen, listen, listen. Three times in these verses, Solomon says those words, listen, listen, listen. Those who do will find God's favor. All right, that sums up chapter eight. Now, jumping into chapter nine really quick. Here we are at the parties. Okay, I told you there was two parties coming up. Here it is, referred to as banquets here in chapter nine. I'm going to read verses one through six. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maids and she calls. From the highest point of the city, let all who are simple come in here, she says to those who lack judgment. Come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of understanding. So wisdom calls out. She prepares the menu and she sets the table. She is a disciplined host. There's the open invitation in verse four. We'll see in a minute that folly or the adulteress also has an open invitation. And guests will live. And we see that in verse 11. The guests that go to the party of wisdom, the banquet that wisdom is prepared, lives. All right, so keep all that in mind. So let's look at the banquet That folly or the adulteress prepares. Verses 13 through 18. The woman, folly, is loud. She is undisciplined and without knowledge. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come in here, she says to those who lack judgment. Stolen water is sweet food eaten in secret is delicious but little do they know that the dead are there that her guests are in the depths of the grave okay so she sits by her door calling out to whoever passes by her house and she's doing it loudly i can imagine this being very obnoxious almost harassing those who come by her she is undisciplined and she knows nothing This is an open invitation. Ironically, it's the same invitation that wisdom gives in verse four. Really, it's the same words verbatim. But the difference here is in the preparation of the menu. Verse five says that come and eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Wisdom has prepared all of this for her guest. Look over at verse seventeen. Folly has stolen the water. Wisdom, you get some you get wine. With folly you get water. And food eaten in secret is delicious. So this is stolen. She hasn't prepared anything. And the ultimate future for a guest at this banquet is death. There's already those that are there who have died. So I don't know. I'm thinking that the banquet, the party that I need to go to, needs to be wisdom. What do you think? I'm going to finish up today with verse 9 of chapter 9. May this be a verse that describes all of us. As we think about the differences between wisdom, the adulteress, or folly, let this verse be what characterizes our lives. Instruct a wise man, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man, and he will add to his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I'll continue in verse, reading verse 11 and 12. For through me your days will be many, and your years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. But if you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you for this scripture that just helps us to see the black and white contrast between a life characterized by wisdom versus a life characterized by folly sin aimless with no direction god i pray that we would choose to accept the invitation that is given to us by wisdom not the invitation that is given to us by folly i pray that we would not be simple-minded We would not be so open-minded that we just don't have any direction, any purpose. God, help us to walk after what pleases you. Help us to find favor. And as we get wisdom and get understanding, God, may we see the fruits of that in our lives. Help us in this area. We thank you for Jesus, and we pray in his name. Amen. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that you will come back next week as we dive into chapters 10 through 14. So if you want to go ahead and prepare yourself, read through those over this next week. And this begins our section on wisdom for all people. So some really good proverbs as we go through these next five chapters, chapters 10 through 14. I'll meet you right back here then. God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealkarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen, go be real, the world needs to see it.